Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador, and guess what? This is episode seven of this podcast coming to you on October 22nd, 2021. Holy crap, you guys. We did it. Another week has gone by. Seven days have come and gone we have survived, we continue to breathe air, to eat food, to talk amongst other people, to send emails and text messages, have phone calls, interact, connect, communicate, and discover another week on this life, on this planet, in this galaxy, in this universe. We have done it. And what a week it has been, for two reasons primarily, which I will get to, but most importantly, I hope you had a good week. Did you have a good week? What did you do? What was your favorite meal that you had this week? Did you meet anyone new? Did you discover anything new this week? What did you learn? Are you reading books? Etc. Etc. But hey, congratulations. We made it another week. Which, a lot has happened. Uh, me speaking personally, when I say a lot, I mean two primary things, which we will get to. But... As always, on these streams that I have through Fapism Plays, and for this podcast, I commemorate another episode, another week, another stream to you, to me, and to everyone who is currently breathing air. So if you are taking a shot with me to commemorate this, great. If you're not, great. If you're having water instead, good for you. Stay hydrated. But here we go. Prost to us all. Oof. <laughs> that is cheap vodka. So, hello. Yes. Let us begin. Quick week update before we get to the the meat of of this podcast. As I stated last week, I left my clean job in order to go for other opportunities. Opportunities which at first seemed that whole, I don't know about you all. However, I grew up with the saying of, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And that is a word and a saying which I've heeded for the majority of my life. And it's proven, well, for the most part, this job opportunity kind of had that exact same vibe. Luckily, after further research and and uh, talking with people, I've discovered that that is not the case. This is good, and uh, training needed to begin as soon as possible. So this entire week, beginning on Monday to now, has been nothing but training. Course after course, reading line after line about this and that concerning the new job, it has been mind-numbing, but also interesting and educational. I've been able to take a lot away from this, and I have a bunch of material, as well as Shelbeast, and resources for us which will better ourselves of our knowledge and of our friends and family, if they so wish to know about certain aspects and documents of their lives. So, it's always good to learn. And this is definitely something that people should probably know more about. Just because it is 
a necessary evil within our world. So we've been doing that. Uh, we're hoping on Sunday that we will go ahead and get licensed or at least pass the exam in order for us to get licensed. And then whatever steps are necessary after that, we shall take and hopefully start earning some money with this job. Fingers fucking crossed. Other than that, let's get to the meat of all of this. As I mentioned last week, the very next day, that Saturday, so this previous Saturday, now speaking in the now terms, was Comic-Con at Indianapolis, Indie Comic-Con 2021, which was lasting Friday through Sunday last week. And it was fun. It was my first con experience, and it was Shelby's first con experience as well. And one of the reasons that irked us to go was because of meeting one celebrity in particular, who I will not share until the timeline permits me to do so. So this is what we did. Luckily, where the Comic-Con was being held in Indianapolis, we were able to find a parking garage, or not we, Shelby found a parking garage right across the street from where it was being housed, most literally. And we were able to have all day parking there. So if we needed to deposit some goodies into the car, we had the option to do so, which was amazing to have. Uh, it certainly contributed to the positive experience of our first con. So we drive there. It was closer than what we anticipated, which was great because we got to the parking go uh, garage early enough for us to be able to park and get a good spot, which also was fantastic. I decided to go ahead and cosplay. As I mentioned last week, I did go as John Wick, put on a suit, Slicked back my hair, parted it down the middle accordingly, as Wick would have done. And then we went in. Masks were required, which is fine. I have no problem with that. And initially we wanted to go and be a part of the cosplay costume contest. So we were waiting in line for that, which was also fine just because the line was backing up. And... The doors haven't opened yet in order to go into the main area where everything was going to happen. So, what happened was while we were waiting, we were looking. Here's the, here's the first impression that you get when you go to a Comic-Con. One, you do not have to cosplay. You do not have to dress up. You can literally go in jeans and a shirt. Wear shoes, I recommend that. Probably some underwear. And you walk in. And you can, you can just be you. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to put godly amount of hours into creating and making and designing a costume. However, you do have the option to you. But let me warn you, if you wish to enter a contest, I don't know if this is pertaining to every single con costume contest or not. However... At this particular con, at that particular morning, while we were waiting in line, someone came down the line saying to us, hey, so if your costume 
wasn't 80% made by you, you cannot participate in the costume contest. Now, considering that all I did was slick my hair back with some product, parted it, and put on a suit that I bought from Kohl's, I did not, <laughs> I did not meet those standards. Uh, so I, I backed out. However, while we were in that line, uh, looking at all the piece, people within their costumes, oh my goodness. Oh shit. It does, doesn't it? Hold on, let me change that category. Thank you, Shell Beast. Um, bam. One thing I forgot to get, do. Shelby has kindly informed me. It says getting over it for the subject. So I have changed that category. Thank you very much. Hopefully it will update immediately or very soon, but we got it now. Yeah, that would be really weird for people looking to see someone rage with getting over it. And then they just hear me spouting about comic cons. Whoops. Thank you for that. It has been corrected. Uh, so, while Shelby's and I were waiting in line, and before the whole 80% costume making got... Velocifasa! What's up, dude? How are you? Yeah, so while we were waiting in line, we saw these amazing costumes. Absolutely breathtaking, attention to detail type of costumes, which I can only imagine how much time went into it, and also how much money went into it for cost of material for i don't know uh ceramic for wrapping for uh, everything my god it was mind-blowing to see what people have done and committed themselves to be able to do and it's something that i'll never personally be able to do and it's nothing against what they do or anything of that nature it's just i have decided to put my time into the art and craft of narration of voice acting of being a musician and not pricking my fingers and hands with pins and needles to make sure that my shirt is correct with that said however i do have to learn how to stitch back together one of my seams in my suit because it was very kindly brought to my attention towards the end of our time that underneath my left shoulder blade there was actually a rip in my suit jacket so oops gotta get that fixed anyway uh i'm doing well i thought you were playing getting over it but this is the friday podcast yes welcome to the frankly speaking on friday's podcast hello and welcome uh so yeah we saw some amazing costumes the generic ones that we saw was a bunch of maleficence we saw a bunch of spider-men we saw a bunch of Captain America. We saw a bunch of Jokers and Harley Quinns. Harley Quinns everywhere. And uh, let's see. We saw some rather unique costumes as well. We don't know what this one particular dude was. But he was this... We were standing in line. And we're looking down the hallway where one of the entrances and exits were... And we just see from out of nowhere, hovering above the rest of the crowd, these two white 
like fluffy, cloudy-looking things just bobbing and advancing their way slowly towards us. And as this individual became more clear to our sight, it was just this dude's beard just stretching up. And then we saw someone wearing just this magnificent cloak and, and robe with very long purple fingernails wielding a staff which was obviously customized and created for the sole purpose of this character. And as Shelby's would describe, this dude walked in in character, walked in with the physical embodiment of just, I own this place. Watch as I just slowly curl my fingers and fingernails just in the air as I watch you peasants. Like it was, it was breathtaking. I wanted to go up and ask questions, but you know, I couldn't do that. I actually, I probably could have done that. I just chose not to because I would rather watch and be mesmerized by the mystery than know exactly what they did. But I did, uh... You're welcome, Velocifasa. Enjoy the uh, the mod capabilities. Please don't abuse it, but that's why I gave it to you, because I trust you. So, I did get one picture taken of a uh, dude dressed as a Viking. I don't know what game it would have been, uh, just because there's a bunch of like those For Honor type of games. He could have been cosplaying one of those characters. He could have been cosplaying a character which was in God of War 4, or God only knows what else he could have been. Nice guy, though. He took a picture of me as John Wick because his buddy wasn't able to make it or didn't want to go to the Comic-Con, but he loves John Wick, and luckily I was able to portray John Wick almost spot on. So that was flattering. I enjoyed that. So, anyway, oh, we also saw a very good alien, a very good xenomorph costume, which looked sick, and I'm sure was very hot to be in. So, as we then were told that I don't qualify to be a part of the contest, we're like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna go in. And luckily, you can go in, re-enter, and exit as much as you want, so long as you have your little wristband on. So, we went in to this giant arena this atrium, this uh, just huge, open, vast space. And it was just full of, of merchants, full of, oh God, what's, what's the actual word that they call them? Uh, vendors. Full and full of vendors. And this is what we, there were a couple of things that we went in mind that we wanted to search for and get. I particularly and personally wanted to search for the second Punisher series issue 102 and Shelbeast was looking for Strange Tales issue 169 and if you don't know what Strange Tales issue 169 is is essentially the very first solo comic for Doctor Strange before it changed, you know, from Strange Tales to Doctor Strange. I believe I said that correctly. Shelby's correct me if I'm wrong. So, that's all that we really had in mind. 
as far as like hunting goes. Otherwise, we had no expectations. We had no standards in which to compare. We had our goals in mind of those comics and meeting the celebrity that we wanted to meet. But as we walk through where all of these vendors were, we were blown away. One, there was so much to do, so much to uh, look at and purchase and people to avoid. And two, there were so many comic vendors. We just thought it would be a small little space. No, there was well over a dozen. In addition to that, there was like this inflatable like car racing area for kids that they could do which was neat to watch them zip and zoom around. Towards the very back of where all the vendors were, there was this area where you could go ahead and just shoot uh, like bow and arrows at, e at each other. Not real arrows, of course. But you could just play a little fun little pew-pew game. In the middle-ish, I want to say, of where all the vendors were, there was an arcade area where they set up well over a dozen of arcades of classic games that you could just go there and play. Probably for a price, but still. You probably, probably pay like $5 up front. You got like a stamp on your hand in order to be able to re-enter, but you could just go and play arcade games. And then, uh, let's see, they also had the... Batmobile there. I'm not sure if it was the actual one. I can only imagine that it was, but you could get a picture in the Batmobile for 10 bucks. You could ride on those weird beast creatures from He-Man, who's, I don't know what they're actually called. And then to the left of the entryway, all the way close against that wall, if not completely against it, there was also a bus. And we found out later that that bus is actually a arcade-capable, video game-capable party bus where you can hire them to come on down and you and your friends get on this bus and can drink and play video games while someone drives you around on a bus. Which, I, if I have the money, I may or may not do once for shits and giggles because that sounds amazing. I don't know why. I promise not to puke. <laughs> but that sounds pretty damn cool. So, as we walked in and we kind of got, you know, like a little bit of awe over us, like, oh my god, this, this is huge. There's so much to pick from. We just decided to walk around. And one of the very first vendors that we saw was uh, this guy who made... Uh, uh, bottle cap openers but customizable bottle cap openers which can mount on the wall if you open up the bottle cap and it falls a magnet catches it so you can just pick it up and discard it wherever you feel need and had a bunch of customizable engravings engravings of video games of celebrities of uh, military emblems which i eventually purchased one I'm not going to say what. I did purchase one. You know what? I'll just say it. I got a Punisher one. I totally got a Punisher one. Because I love the Punisher. As we went on and continued, however, we discovered... So, one thing that you'll find, and I will say this immediately, the number one thing that you will find is a bunch of artists and posters and just art in general everywhere. 
amongst cons for vendors. I honestly forgot how talented and how many great artists there are within the world, and especially when it comes to these franchises. Yeah, people may think, oh, it's just for nerds, you know, with their glasses and their pocket protectors. But you know what? There were a bunch of cool people there and a bunch of super talented artists. It was astounding to look at all these sketches, all these posters. And the vendors that are there who are the artists are literally just the artists. And a lot of the time as we were walking by, we saw them at their station just stenciling and doing their work in this and that away. So it was really neat to know that when you go ahead and purchase what you're purchasing, you are literally helping them out right there in the moment. So one of the more unique things that we saw that Shelby's purchased was actually a... We, we walked to this vendor, and this was also early within you know, us walking into it, one of the other first places that we actually took note of, there was this vendor that printed out themes and, uh, like, musical themes for different movies, different characters. And not only was it the actual sheet music, but it had a very incredibly detailed printing of that character on the sheet music itself. So she got Doctor Strange, and rightfully so. It looks super cool, and it's honestly the first time I have ever seen anything like that, so rightfully so for that to be purchased. In addition to that, as we were walking down, we saw a bunch of vendors not only just selling other things, but it's something else that you'll see which is now common within the Comic-Con convention vendor ship i guess you'll call it it's funko pops funko pops are everywhere i don't know how and what funko pops did what they did in order to become internationally influential but they nailed it because funko pops are everywhere the most expensive funko pop i saw was i think a 1970s rendition of elvis selling for a thousand dollars a thousand dollars excuse me taking a drink of water shelby's may have found something more expensive but that was the one that i saw which was most expensive so there was that but yeah we uh we dabbled within some funko pops uh found Shelby's found a War Punisher War Machine Funko Pop from issue, I think, what was that, 219 or 224? One of the newer ones. And, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of... I'm just trying to think, what else did we purchase? We purchased some Funko Pops. We purchased some art by someone who is called the Bearded Artist, who does amazing stencils. Uh, what caught our eye as we walked past his booth was he had a huge banner hung of John Williams conducting an orchestra. However, the orchestra members were all characters of the films, from the films that he scored music for. So underneath him, while he was standing on the podium, he was actually standing in the mouth of Jaws. Uh, he had 
a Tyrannosaurus Rex playing a triangle. Oh, God, what else did he have? Uh, he just had a bunch of other characters just holding miscellaneous instruments, just looking towards his direction. And he spent months on it, like 500 hours or something, and stenciling and drawing that. And he was a super nice guy. Extremely nice. He's even given away some of his artists that, or some of his art, to some actors and actresses. One that he had a picture of, or at least a frame of at his booth, was he gave a picture to the actor who plays King Ezekiel in The Walking Dead. Who then, he told us that that picture is actually hanging in that actor's grandmother's basement. But I mean, that's still, still cool. He was able to meet him and give him this painting, which I'm sure he appreciated, without a doubt. So we went ahead and we bought a couple of things from him. And it was a buy one, get one free. And then he also threw in just some mini stuff for free so it was great i purchased a the one that i purchased was uh, i purchased a john wick one or at least that's the one that i got for free the one that i purchased was a stenciling that he did which had all of the jokers that were played and the live action joker all in one room with a bunch of references uh, throughout it in uh, Easter eggs. I think he called them. There was like 30 plus Easter eggs that was within that photo all pertaining to each Joker. Like I, I couldn't, I could not pass that up. I just thought that was so cool and it was so beautifully done. And then Shelbyst got, if you've seen the movie Paw with Simon Pegg and, uh, and Nick Frost, she got a picture of Paw Paul, rather, not Paw. Uh, I think he's holding up his middle finger, flipping off the viewers, and the title of that art is called It's Proben Time, which is hysterical. <laughs> so she got that, and then another one, which was a uh, is a gift for her mother. I know her mother doesn't listen to my podcast, but I'm going to refrain from what it is just in case her mother ever does stumble upon uh my podcast so sorry mom beast not for your ears you'll have to wait for december to come but we picked up a bunch of other art i got a art of the punisher we got i got a stein from the punisher which i've been drinking a lot of as of lately for my streams shelby's got a hufflepuff stein Oh my god, there was so much that we got. Spend a lot more money than anticipated. Right, so, the comic hunting. Here's the best part. Or, I mean, one of the best parts. One of the highlights for us. Is that after we got done, uh, you know, walking through this giant surrounding of where all these vendors were, uh, we also, Shelby's also bought a $40 oversized, humongous, weighed a lot Doctor Strange comic book, which holds all of his older stuff. Like, a blind person can read this. <laughs> and appreciate the artwork that went into it. It's huge. Probably the biggest coffee book that we have. So we deposited all of that into the car. 
And then we came back and we decided, okay, it's time to hunt for some comic books. Let's see what we can get. And I kid you not, when I said this before, there was well over a dozen comic books. And at first we were just browsing through, uh, not anticipating any entirely great finds but we found some things here and there which we wanted or needed for our collection the first thing that we found what of significance was shelby's actually just saw out the corner of her eye up on a rack actually saw and found strange tales 169 and i won't say the price because she doesn't even dare want to say the price. But it was purchased. And I will say that it was purchased at a very reasonable and fair price. Based on its condition and the fact of what it is. Yes, 169 was acquired. And everyone was happy as a result. Because we, we didn't think, one, it would be found... Uh, Oh, Doctor Strange 169, not Strange Tales. Oh, okay, my apologies. Doctor Strange 169. Yeah. But it was found, and it was great. And, again, it was just a surprise. Like, we didn't actually think that it would be stumbled across, but there it was, and it was purchased. So, that completes... Oh, that's right. So it was Doctor Strange 169, his first solo issue, but they kept the numbering of uh, Strange Tales. Okay, I got that mixed around. My bad, my dad. Yeah, so Doctor Strange 169, not Strange Tales 169. Got it. Yes, so with that purchase, she completed her solo series of Doctor Strange. So all she has to do in order to maintain her collection is purchase whatever new Doctor Strange issue may come about which is only going to be like five bucks the majority of it is is gone for dr strange not the majority all of it now she just has to collect all the strange tale appearances of strange which is uh another pricey endeavor so best of luck to you with that one shell beast so as we then continued with you know the perusal of all these comics and all these comic vendors it came to the point where like you know what us just searching through what they have of these back issues and this and that is going to take longer we should just ask them directly so that's what we started to do we would go up to the vendor i would go up to the vendor and i would ask hey so uh, do you have the punisher second series issue 102 and after some confirmation yes the Punisher, the second series, the first continuous series, issue 102. They would go to their inventory and they'd be like, uh, sorry, not seeing it here. They'd be like, you know what? I don't have that here, but it's back at the shop. You know, like, and we went through, we went through six or seven different vendors asking them specifically, do you have this Punisher comic? And they all said no. I mean, we found some other things here and there. Shelby's found a good amount of Doctor Strange comics. I found, I think I found issue number one of Luke Cage. Was it Luke Cage or was it um, Power Man? I think it was Luke Cage. 
But we were finding fun things here and there. Oh, I found a bunch of Darkhawk stuff, too. I could have spent more money on Darkhawk. I'm glad I didn't. I will next year, though. Or just, you know, once this job starts taking off. But that's uh, that's all that we wanted to do. And I think I... Did I hold off on Moon Knight or did I commit to Moon Knight? I don't remember. Anyway. So we go from comic comic vendor to comic vendor to no avail of 102. Uh, again, Doctor Who comics. I don't need any strange... Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Who comics. Sorry. There's a lot of doctors <laughs> in this world. So. Somehow. Someway. We go to this other vendor. Uh, where, and we checked out the slab stuff just to see what they had. Nothing of interest. So then I get the man's attention. I said, hey, so I'm looking for the Punisher. Second series. Issue 102. And he asked me again, so that was Punisher, second series, yeah, Sec Punisher, second series, issue 102. He's like, okay, hold on, let me check. He walks away, he goes to where the Punisher stuff is, and, uh, you know, a little bit of time passes, Shelby's and I are looking through some other things. He comes back, he's like, yep, here it is, 102. <laughs> and he did it in such a nonchalant, relaxed way, just like, oh, yeah, here it is. Like, we were both, like, shocked. It was for, like, 20, 22 to 24 bucks. I don't remember what it was. I, maybe 24. Uh, but we were just like, my God, it's here. This is it. So I got that, and I got another thing. But that completed. I now have basically, oh, I don't know. I think I have at least five Punisher solo series complete. And, ish, and the second series is the largest one. 22 bucks. What a great price. This Punisher's second series has 104 issues. That was the last one that I needed. The longest Punisher series is completed now within my collection. And $22 later, it was done. Was not. I was hoping... I was hoping with every fiber of my being that we would find it, but I didn't think that it would actually happen. Just with Shelby's and Doctor Strange 169. We both got the individual comic that we were hunting for. So if you are a comic collector and you are looking for that very specific issue, I would say that your chances are pretty damn good in finding it, especially if the con that you go to has... 12 plus comic vendors. So, yeah, dear God, that was, after that, we, if, if we could put satisfaction in a picture, after the purchase of 169 and 102, if you can just imagine us at a very long spread table with dirty dishes and meat and bones that have been had meat eaten off of it and empty soup bowls and and plate after plate just stacked on top of each other and we're sitting back in our chair and we're just like have a toothpick in our mouth chipping away at, at food nash and we're just rubbing our stomachs that's that's what we were we were very satisfied after that we both are just kind of like i don't want to spend another dollar on comics that is all i needed I am good. Thank you. Check, please.
So after that, we had lunch, sat down for the first time all day and only for 20 minutes. And then we went back and we went back in order to stand in line to meet the celebrity that we both find to be extremely gorgeous and equally as talented. The actress that we refer to is Lana Perilla. If you don't know who Lana Perilla is, she is the actress who is mo most known for her role as Regina, the evil queen, in Once Upon a Time. And she is also known for her role in the second season of Why Women Kill on Paramount+. Plus. If you haven't seen either of those, I recommend it. If you're a fan of Grimm Brothers fairy tales, Once Upon a Time is for you. Uh, it's it's dramatic, melodramatic, but it's good. It's engaging. And honestly, really entertaining. As well as the second series, uh, second season of Why Women Kill. If you don't know who she is or what she looks like, image Google search her. And I hope you are equally as stunned as we are when we see her. So we're standing in line. And... Uh, we're waiting and we're waiting and eventually we noticed that her beginning signage was delayed by 30 minutes. And we're like, huh, that's weird. The time comes where she's supposed to come out. She still hasn't come. So we're like, huh, that's weird. 15 minutes later comes and she finally arrives. She says her hellos, but she doesn't begin signing just yet. The thing is also keep in mind is that not only can you meet these celebrities and have them sign something for a specific price per item, you can also sign up for another price for a photo op with the celebrity of your choice, which Shelby's did. She signed up to have a photo op with Lana Perilla. So when she comes out later and much later than expected, her agent her agent herself comes to the line and basically says, Hey, this is what happened. We meant to be on time. I kind of fucked up. I didn't realize that from Chicago to Indianapolis, there was a time change. That's why we were late. I'm sorry. As a result, what's going to happen is that the people up front are going to go ahead and get their stuff signed first. The photo op is at 430. So then she's going to go and do the photo op. And then once she's done with the photo op, which will take like 20 minutes, she'll come back and sign everyone else's stuff. So how the line is basically done is that if you imagine the table that there are, that the celebrity sits at in front of them is like a little bit of a tape on the floor, but it's kind of sectioned off. And that's basically the quote unquote front of the line. And then there's a little bit of space before the front of the line where the secondary line begins where everyone else is. So they basically follow you through until the front of the line is full, close that section off, and then everyone else behind the rest of the line has to wait till everyone else in the front of the line is done before more people can pile in. I hope you followed that and I hope that made sense. So where we were is that we were kind of front-ish to where the back of the line was where the second portion was so when that was announced oh you better be following good i'm glad so when where we were in that second front of the line once the front of the line was tended to and that was announced 
Shelby's then went to the line in order to get her photo op, and I was able to stay in line in order to hold our place. Evidently, it is con line rules, I kid you not, that if half of the party remains in the line, then the other missing members of the party can return. So because we were two people and I remained in line, the spot was officially saved. Awesome. So she went off to do her photo op. I moved up into the front of the line. The reason why this all worked out so well was because Shelby was able to go and get her photo op done, get her photo of her with Lana Perilla, come back into line and have that photo signed. And she got another one as well. But that was just awesome how it worked out, how she was able to get that signed. Otherwise, she would have had to just buy one or two of of something else and then get the photo op and potentially not get that one signed. I suppose we could have waited in line again in order for that to get signed, but that would have been an additional cost unless she just got one and then got the photo op and then anyway. So it worked out fantastically. And when we went up to meet her, Lana Perilla was nothing uh, but yeah, absolutely perfect circumstances. And when we went up to meet her, Lana Perilla was nothing but kind, nothing but genuine and gracious. There was no type of smug about her. There was no type of um, conceitedness or arrogance. She was, she was just happy to be there. She was happy to just sign what she needed to, connect with her fans a bit. And she's obviously stunning and gorgeous to look at. So it was a very great encounter and signing and the perfect way for us to be able to end our day at Comic-Con. Now, that's not to say that other celebrities weren't there. It's just Lana Perla was the one that we focused on in order to meet and to say hello to. There were other celebrities that were there. Billy Boyd was there who played Pip, Pippin, Pippin on uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. William Shatner was there and it was actually his very first con that he did after he returned from space, which yes, they advertised and yes, as a result, upped his price per autograph from $100 to $120. Uh, Emily Swallow was there, uh, whoever she was. I just kept seeing her sign. The voice actor who did the American rendition of Dragon Ball Z for Goku, Sean Schemmel, I want to say is his name is. He was there. Um, oh, God, a WWE wrestler was there. Something Nash. Uh, Nash was there. Damn, I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, help me, Shelbeast. Kevin Nash. There we go. Got it. Never mind. Uh, help revoked. <laughs> but he was there, um, and a bunch of other people were. Uh, but, yeah, there wasn't anyone there for me specifically that I wanted to have something signed or autographed. And that's something that we even talked about. Like, who would I want to get an autograph from? But, 
when that time and con comes, I will be right in there in that line, ready to talk and have something signed and pay for it accordingly. And I just hope that the celebrity that I choose to meet was as awesome as Alana was. So again, we went into this con with literally zero expectations, zero hopes or dreams of, of anything. But for this to be our first con and for how everything worked out magnificently, it was literally, it was a year highlight of this entire year, a huge highlight and a great experience. If you haven't been to a con, if you're able to go to a con, I would honestly highly recommend it. Even if you don't uh, dress up as anything, even if you don't get a celebrity signing, just go there for the immersion, for the experience of seeing all these people in their costumes, for the amazing artists and for the vendors that are there. It's it's so cool. So after this, that, that was our experience. Unless Shelby's has anything else in which to add, that was our experience with our first Comic-Con. And it was a marvelous thing to to behold and to have experienced oh i've um <clears throat> i've one other thing that i need to share people did recognize me as john wick as i was passing and walking through this and that people i would hear them murmur under their breath oh john wick i swear is the only john wick there but yeah they would say it john wick under their breath they would say they would ask me hey so uh john wick I'm like yeah you nailed it absolutely and i got some compliments a dad was like john are you you're john wick right you're playing john wick i'm like yes i'm playing john wick and he went to his daughter he's like look sweetie it's john wick and then she would yell in her girlish voice john wick and she waved at me and that was that was delightful and i scared a little boy because he saw me from behind he's like john wick and when he passed by my shoulder in the front we locked eyes and that scared him uh, so yes, my costume was recognized and I'm glad that it was. Nope. Okay. So just because a con, oh, I've been to cons, just not comic cons. Dude, go. They're fun. I'm sure there's some down where you live or maybe hopefully just a little bit of a travel. So just because comic con has ended or are may not be one near you i will tell you of an alternate website where you can still get excuse me you can still get things signed or you can still purchase uh um signatures and funko pops and that is galaxycon.com i will type it out in the chat galaxycon.com bam and basically, this is just a purely virtual con happening all the time. And you can get, you know, Funko Pops signed. You can get autographs of different categories of people. Like, I'm on the website right now just looking at it. And under autographs, there's animation autographs, anime, heroes and villains, pop culture and nostalgia, sci-fi, fantasy and horror, video game, comics, CGC, CGC comics, and all. There's a plethora of comics, uh, not comics, you probably that too, but there's a plethora of autographs that you can acquire through this website. You can even get some Funko Pops signed. And there's virtual meet and greets. So 
for the rest of October, there's still a bunch of things that they have going on. Let's see, you can um, get autograph sign of the actor who plays Agent Mulder from X-Files. There's a virtual experience to meet the cast of Paranormal Activity happening in two days on the 24th. Let's see, who else is on here? There's a Doctor Who private signing orders due October 27th of Christopher Eccleston, who's the ninth Doctor, and Billy Piper, who played Rose Tyler. Uh, what else do we have going on? There's still William Shatner signings that can be done, uh, which are also due October 27th. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Paige O'Hara, O'Hara, private signing, also due 27th. Looks like private signings are due the 27th. But she did Belle in the Disney animated rendition of Beauty and the Beast. So just look through the website, and you can get a lot that you didn't think you could before uh and the virtual meet and greets i think are just continuous and yearly <clears throat> let's see nightmare before christmas virtual experience october 30th at 4 p.m eastern time you can go ahead and uh meet the cast of nightmare before christmas let's see chris saradon ken page glenn walters and debbie durst that's awesome yeah that actor who did boogeyman ken page oh my god he nailed boogeyman uh and then yeah they already have november schedule up too so ooh, jennifer morrison as well is actually november 6 at 12 p.m that's cool that's cool anyway yeah be sure to check out the website if you want some sort of signature by one of your celebrities uh, that may or may not be on here or just check it out in general like that's awesome that you, even without going to a con you can still get a signature from your celebrity of choice or at least potentially do a virtual meet and greet with them that is the one benefit of covid is that everything and a lot of things can be done virtually now when they couldn't have done before and actually unfortunately i read that snow days are no longer going to be a thing because if a snow day does occur it's just going to be e-learning so i'm glad to have experienced snow days back in the day when they did exist sorry snow days so uh, here's the last thing that I want to talk about. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Unfortunately, um, yeah, goodbye snow days. I wish they didn't, but all good things must come to an end. So here's an article from mybucketlistevents.com. And the reason why I decided to bring this up is because we did fairly well, I believe, Shelby's and I, for preparing for our first Comic-Con. And there may have been a couple of things that we missed, but honestly, I think we did super, super good with our preparation and our hunt with our first Comic-Con. But I just wanted to read a little bit from this article, and it is called The Beginner's Guide to Comic-Con. And I want to read the second subsection, which is what to bring to Comic-Cons. So it says, oh, also, who is this written by? Is there an author? Uh, there is no author, so uh, sorry. 
It says, what to bring to Comic-Con? The convention center is a hectic place during Comic-Con. It's a whole lot of bodies, booths, and events to navigate through, and it's not for the weak. If zombies are your jam, then you probably then you are probably well-versed in apocalyptic survival gear. If not, here's what to bring to Comic-Con in your backpack. Number one, refillable water bottle. You'll be on your feet and moving about for most of the day, sometimes even waiting in line outside. Stay hydrated and take advantage of the refill fountains throughout the convention center. Yes, absolutely. Number two, hat and sunscreen. Sometimes getting that signature or that rare issue means waiting in line in the sun for several hours. Don't bring home a sunburn. Luckily, all this was inside, so we were good. Deodorant? Yes, we did bring deodorant. Thank goodness. Uh, number three, snacks. Considering how often you'll be waiting in line to get into exclusive panels and screenings, you do not want to waste time waiting in line to buy disappointing, unhealthy, and overpriced food in the convention center. Pack some healthy snacks to munch on during the wait times instead. Good point. Number four, add extra bag within your bag. Between the merch that you can buy and the freebies given out, you'll probably walk away from Comic-Con with more than your backpack can carry. We recommend stashing a canvas bag within your main backpack that you can pull out when you're running out of space. Good point. Number five, a Sharpie and a notebook. What if you run into your childhood hero but don't have anything with which they can give you an autograph? Uh, if you're just walking around, they you happen to catch them and they consent to that cool great then yes absolutely however if you do go for a signature and go to uh one of your celebrities booths they normally do have a selection or at least one photo of them that they will sign for you i think lana perilla had like like eight or ten she had a bunch just laid out on her table that you could pick from Let's see, uh, what the wear, I already said that, you can wear whatever you want if you decide to do costumes, then go ahead and do costumes. Um, here's the last thing that I want to read. It's at the very bottom of the page. It says, other tips for Comic-Con goers. Number one, bring a light sweater. Despite the heat outside, the AC in the convention can be a bit much for some. Fair point. Number two, get your morning coffee before you head to the convention center. There's no reason to battle the long lines only to pay exorbitant prices for a coffee that you could have enjoyed in peace in your hotel room. I think I had espresso that morning, so I was good. Ask before you touch a cosplayer. Absolutely. Sure, most people cosplay because they enjoy the intention but you should always respect personal boundaries plus many costumes take a lot of time and money to make and would be pretty uncool if you accidentally damaged it don't hug someone out or touch their homemade costume or weapon without asking first number five a little bit of deodorant goes a long way there will definitely come at least one point during comic-con when you wish your neighbor had put on deodorant pay it forward by making sure you do the same and last one don't forget to enjoy the city it's easy to pack your schedule with official events and completely miss out on the great museums parks nightlife and scenery that san diego or other cities has to offer make sure to get away from the convention and experience the city there's actually one other thing that i wanted to make sure to have read and that's in the section above it it's the last tip generally just don't block traffic 
Taking a selfie, step out of the way. Taking a photo of someone else, suggest that they step out of the way. Want to gawk at something, check your phone, reconvene with your friends, just step out of the way of traffic, please. And that is something that we did experience was that people would stop randomly in like the pathways. People would take selfie or group pictures and stand in the middle of the pathway. We did hear at times, you know, hey, can I get a picture of you? Yeah, of course. Uh, come on over here. Do that. Be courteous. Make sure that there's a continuous flow in and out of where the booths are and where the vendors are. Oh boy. Uh yeah, that's that's all I have. That is all I have. I look forward to the next Comic-Con that we go to uh or at least at the very least next year returning to the Indianapolis Comic-Con and it's going to be better for us because we'll be more stable within this job. We'll be we'll be licensed, we'll be able to perform what we need to perform and hopefully have a better income and better amount of money in which to spend because you can spend so much so quickly at a con and also expect and understand that the prices are probably going to be inflated a little bit but that's anticipated but just also know that you're supporting those businesses those comic stores those individual artists by purchasing their art and believe me you can compliment them uh they enjoy it <laughs> Any plans for cosplays? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, just with the length that my hair is right now, I could probably go as Rumpelstiltskin from Once Upon a Time, or at least Mr. Gold, just because if I went as Rumpelstiltskin, the costume would be more elaborate. I'd have to paint my face and my hands, and I'd have to put like gold glitter on me. And glitter never comes out, and I don't want to deal with that. Especially if I'm making or purchase a custom costume. I don't want to have that be ruined with glitter. So, I don't know. I could go as Neo if I want to do another Keanu Reeves. I suppose I could also go, oh, you know who I wanted to go as? I would need. I need to beef up for it. Or at least get into better shape, but I would probably put some good time, effort, and money into making a Punisher outfit. I think uh, I'd have to become clean-shaved unless I found a specific issue where he does have a beard. Uh, but yeah, I would probably go as the Punisher, just because he's, he's tall and uh, dark and beefy. The Crow? Oh, I could probably do The Crow. You know what might be another one that would be interesting to do, but also expensive and, and really tedious, just with the length of my hair that it is? I could probably go as Edward Scissorhands. Uh, I've never gone as a, or even considered being a Depp character before. Uh, that would be neat. But I'm not sure who else I could go as. I could probably do Spock, but I feel Spock is done too much and i'm also not that big of a trekkie so nor am i that big of a star wars fan so i i don't know uh i could also along those lines i could probably do wolverine again i would have to 
I'd have to get into better shape and at least better toned with muscle in order to do Wolverine as well. But I think I could do a decent Wolverine. And I wouldn't want to do the traditional X-Men Wolverine with that weird yellow tight costume. I would probably do the Hugh Jackman movie rendition of Wolverine. I think that would be more comfortable and probably more recognized. I'd have to, I wonder if they would allow me to bring in a cigar. I wouldn't light it, but I would just have it in my mouth. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, because I've already done John Wick twice now, so I probably should move away from that whole Keanu Reeves buff thing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all I got for the podcast. I'm going to click sign off here. But thank you for joining me, Velocifasa Shell Beast. Uh, this podcast will also be on YouTube video form, and it will also be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember that you can email the podcast with questions, uh, life advice, uh, topics of discussion, things of that nature at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. No, we will not be streaming this evening because we need to wake up early tomorrow in order to tend to another job. Um, I was really excited about you playing Getting Over It. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But on Sunday, I'm going to say this now, on Sunday, I will be playing Portal. There commitment it has been said it will be done boom so there's that uh let's see yeah there's the podcast email the podcast where's the podcast going to be uh check me out here on twitch uh for all you other listeners that listen to it not live follow fapism plays on twitch Fapism Plays also has a Facebook account and also an email account, fapismplays at gmail.com. In case you have any type of video game inquiries that you wish for me to play, check out, or what have you. So, I think that's everything. Thank you all for listening. It has been another week. I will see you all next week, October 29th, 2021, where I will discuss more fun topics of discussion. Uh, should I have you sign a legal document saying that you will play Portal this Sunday? Yes, do it. I am that committed to playing Portal this Sunday. I will sign it live if I have to, but it's going to happen. I've, I've cleared the schedule. No getting over it, no Bloodborne, no Dark Souls, just Portal on Sunday. We're getting it done. All right? So, thank you again. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, remember to keep practicing no matter what it is, so long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. Keep practicing. I'm going to continue practicing a positive outlook on future endeavors. And I know that sounds weird in order to practice, but it is really easy to get bogged down in the negativity of life. And so all you can do is move forward, but it is better to move forward and go up than to move forward and go down. Be positive to the best of your ability. There is always something to be positive about. You just need to find it. All right? All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. See you next week. 
on the Frankly Speaking on Friday podcast. And uh, get some sleep. Read a book. I'll talk to you then. All right. Bye-bye.